It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Okay. All of you that are here tonight want to thank you for coming in. And um, we do these on a quarterly basis. Uh, It's a continual learning process. One of the things we feel is that there's, as a board, for South Beach Mission, we realized over the time frame that we've been operating that there's a lot of people that have gone out of their way to organize these churches, but many of them don't understand really the workings of them. And so tonight, and each time we, we keep bringing out different things, but tonight I'm taking some information. I'm going to share it with you. Uh, so that you can uh, uh, it'll help you and and all of you I hope understand that when this calls over and you go to the website uh, that's in the email that you got from us you can go on that website with TalkShoe and you can get the recorded calls they're all recorded it goes back I think it's about two years uh, I remember there was one we tried to do music in. The music was good. It just didn't record it, so there's about 20 or 30 minutes wasted. It's kind of annoying, but you have to go in about 20 or 30 minutes to get to the topic. And so with that in mind, you're, you're welcome to go back and listen to this call, too. Um, I'm going to... I know... I hear from from you churches, and all the board does periodically, based on some of the things you're trying to understand and why they don't recognize us and why they don't want to cooperate with us. So there's a book out here that we use, and it's called the Religious Nonprofit Corporation Booklet. And I will say this to you now, if you have not got that booklet, and if you want it, I would suggest you send me an email after this meeting, and I'll send it out to you, okay? Just send me an email, and it's... Jim, have you read all the book? Yeah, I've read it. I'm just trying to... I remember I told you about my Word document, so I can't open it up on my computer. I'm okay. trying to find it in my file here. Okay, that's fine. I've got it open here, but... Let's just talk a little bit about what South Beach Missions is. We're a registered agent, and that's pertinent to all the churches because if South Beach Missions doesn't stay in existence, then the churches 
will cease to exist as well. Because according to the Oregon law, you have to have a registered agent, and that's what we are. Okay? So, but once we turn it over, once we organize the church and we turn it over to your board, one of the beautiful things about this is we don't tell you how to run your church. And it's interesting because sometimes you guys get in trouble and you're going, well, how do, how do we get out of this? Well, it's hard for us to know how to get out of something when we don't know all that you've done. We don't know what the premise is, some of those things, okay? So we do want you to be successful. We do want you to have the freedoms. I mean, most of you have learned that there's some freedom in the fact that you have a church and you don't own things. And so before I start, Sam, you got anything you want to say? or? Well, I just uh, thought of a little asterisk to one of your sentences that if uh, South Beach Mission ceases to exist, it's not that the individual churches cease to exist. They just need to find uh, another registered agent. Right. In other words, it's not automatic, but uh, it will happen unless that Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then, of course, the other addendum to that is we're not planning on going anywhere. Yeah, uh, that's why we have the board that we do and we keep looking to the board uh, because it strengthens South Beach missions. As all of you know, we faced a challenge in this last quarter in the fact that we lost the president of South Beach missions. We were all saddened by it. We're all aware of it. And but that meant that we had to take steps to uh, reposition ourselves in the state of Oregon to make sure that uh, we were still functioning. Okay, so with those things in mind, um, as we read this, you need to understand that not only does South Beach Missions have to do that, but each one of your individual churches have a responsibility to do that for your own board, okay, and that's why we encourage you to have a board. So, Ted, you got any comment? Um, <clears throat> well, um the circumstances are uh, everybody has their own church, and the mission for South Beach Missions is to help them organize so that they can take the funds that they have set aside and go just a little bit farther uh, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to, to, and make their, their religious processes and functions work um, more accurately. The thing is, is that God made a vessel in his own image for his own glory, left each one of us to hold in due course and the steward thereof. And when we practice our religion within that vessel, we consecrate that vessel as a church. And what we have done for Southeast Missions is, is we've, we've got the different documents, the different information, we put it together to show how government has taken and recognized that that we are a church, that each one of us are a church, and we function by certain rules and regulations that are by what God created and not the government. So that means that the maximum law is that which creates controls. And we operate on natural rights, which God created for us in order to worship him. So 
when you know the power is in God and everything we do is through the power of God for his glory then then and for his power, then we are very powerful, but we have to understand how to work these things and not say the wrong words and not do something stupid that puts you into a place where you, you thought this worked and it didn't work, but you have the responsibility to know how to be a good steward of his of his vessel. So what we're trying to do is help the organization of each person and their little home group, mom and pop on the kitchen table to take and go forward. So that's that's what it is about. And what we are then is we're all diplomats for the glory of God. Okay. Thank you, Ted. Jim, did you want to add anything that you thought of? No, not right this second. I'm just uh, listening and learning okay. new stuff all the time Good. myself. I found my book. I, I had it printed up, and it's in my file, so I've got it out now. Good, good. Okay, what I'm going to do is uh, this booklet's about 12 pages, but I'm on page four, and at the head of that page, it says South Beach Missions facilitates the creation of a religious nonprofit corporation. And they refer to it as an RNPC, and it's for the purpose of promoting religious and humanitarian projects. Each RNPC is governed by a board of directors, which elects the necessary officers who are positioned to continue the corporation in perpetuity in the event of the death of a board member of the RNPC. The remaining board members members will assume the duties of governing this entity and appoint a new board member, thus continuing the operation of the corporation. The board members manage a legal entity which can own property, open accounts with a bank, and conduct contractual activities. With this in mind, it is quite an advantage to manage assets instead of owning assets. I think that's a part that needs to be underlined. Uh, if you if you're uh, if you uh, own the asset, then what we found in continuance, uh, they can come in and take it away from you anytime the corporations can. So if you don't own it, then you just manage it. And that's what you're doing with the church. The religious nonprofit corporation is recognized by the IRS as a status 508 and not a 501c3, which must be applied for and granted by the IRS. Now, the key there is that they're saying that it has to be granted by the IRS, 5013, which that means you have to answer. If you're a 501c3, then they can regulate what you do, how you do it, and they can interfere with your operations. You're limited on some of your freedom of speech, okay? Uh, So 
The state of Oregon allows for a formation of a corporation whereby officers of the corporation hold no stock. Applying for exemption under 501c3 voids the natural immunity against regulation found in the First Amendment to the Constitution as well as the Internal Revenue Code, Section 508. Because no records are required for the state or federal government or the IRS, the only records kept are for private use of the corporation. Because the corporation does not have employees and does not have a 501c3 designation, it is exempt from record-keeping requirements. We file for the employee identification number, EIN, also referred to as a federal identification number, FIN, or a taxpayer's identification number, TIN, which is needed to operate a bank account. Once a corporation checking account is open, the board members and signers will be the sole corporate fund managers of the account, I'm sorry. The board of directors will determine how corporate funds and assets will be managed. Only the signers will have access to the corporate account. In addition, a debit card under the corporate name may be obtained from which funds can be accessed through any ATM. When an individual works for W-2 wages, they must still pay the taxes associated with that work. When the religious NPC contracts to do work and you are the volunteers who actually does the work, the company who hires the religious NPC will not take out W-2 wages. Also, the non-stock corporation can participate in activities as do the more familiar stock corporations. Many accountants, attorneys, and other financial planners may not be aware that an RNPC is not required to have a 501c3 tax designation, which is issued by the IRS. It is generally known that most nonprofit organizations obtain their funding by means of tax-deductible donations which requires a 501c3 letter of designation from the IRS. On the other hand, the RNPC may buy and sell products and service the same as any corporation. Any questions on what I've read so far? Good, everybody understands it. To stay within the scope and boundaries of a religious nonprofit corporation, the board of directors must abide by the following. Number one, must have a clear religious and humanitarian intent. Two, must have at a minimum of two board members who can also be designated as president and secretary. must keep current address information on file with South Beach Missions, must supply requested information for filing the annual report with the required fees. So you got four things every year that you need to be concerned with. Now the one, as we go through the records and we're trying to correct them all and 
as new people come in, we try to keep those straight. But there's times when you, when when the churches, the members will move to a different location, even a different state or a different country, and then they leave us out of the loop. Um, that makes it hard for us to get to them and to be able to inform them what's going on. Um, and the information for filing filing the annual report with the required fees. We need to we need to make sure those things are being done appropriately and correctly. I just looked at one um, the other day. We have found in our records that there's some people that have gone out and they've created a 508 and listed South Beach Mission as a board member as a as the uh, registered agent. Well, the state won't say anything about it, but what was interesting is as I looked through the paperwork that they did, I found it interesting they referred to it as a 501c3. Now, I don't really know what that means as far as how they can do that, but I don't necessarily want that to be in there where it could be a problem to the South Beach Missions churches. Okay, so we do know how to eliminate people like that out of our records and notify the state. The state won't go after them, they won't pursue them, but we can definitely take action to let them know we're not the registered agent, which will cause them some problems, okay? So uh, basically that's the the message to this. That's, I think, the board members and I discussed this uh, last weekend, and and we felt like it was pertinent information to know. And the fact that we're set up by the state of Oregon under their statute laws. And um, so we're protected by the Constitution, uh, First Amendment, and um, Ted, you brought up just a little bit ago about the vessel. Yes. Um, I want you to take a few minutes and just help them, everyone on the call, to understand that we can operate in any state in this country as a 508. Uh, we have heard of people that have informed us that some of the county governments don't recognize 508s. Well, um, that's their mistake, and it's an issue of whether you want to fight it or not. We don't pursue those things. Uh, but Ted, help them to understand why it is that because the church is a vessel, and when I look at a vessel, I look at something on the high seas, and we don't register the churches in every state, okay? Um, Ted, go ahead and take it from there. Um, well, law of the vessel is law of the flag, and the flag that is flown over the continental United States is old glory, and it says, to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God indivisible, that means it's his law, his sovereign children, 
and and then he has supplied natural rights in order to enable us to worship him. And uh, the purpose is for liberty and justice for all, and that's when liberty is broken. And the thing is, is that on the on the web page of the Secretary of Oregon, it specifically states that a nonprofit corporation for public benefit is a charity, a 501c3, and it cannot be a religious corporation all in one sentence. And what makes us operate by the Constitution of Oregon is that all men shall be secure in the natural right to worship Almighty God according to the dictates of their own conscience. And Article 1, Section 3 declares, mandates that no law shall in any case whatsoever control the right of execution and enjoyment of religious opinion, nor interfere with the right of conscience. That means each church makes up their own opinion on what is their religious property, what is their uh, processes, their procedures, and, and their missions that God has told them through the communications with their conscience. Now, we can, we can, we can pair up between different organizations of our uh, religious concerns and help one another if that happens to be the same that we think. But we don't tell an individual how to think. They have to come from their conscience. That's the power of this whole thing. We are all there by the power of God, for the glory of God, for the power of God. And that vessel, when we work with inside that vessel, it consecrates that vessel as a church. And that church actually is God. The body is actually God's body. We're just the essence inside practicing our religion as as we understand it from our conscience. Okay. Any questions? Okay. Any comments from anybody else? Okay. Um. That's the message I have for tonight. To me, it's very important that you, that, that as you are uh, board members in these churches, that you understand your role. Um, a lot of times over the last few years, I felt that people have called us expecting us to give them the answer to the problem that they have. And I know Ted and Priscilla handled a lot of those. Um, we've take the board has looked at some in the past, and we find out that there's an incorrect concept um, that they're trying to do. Uh, but we can't control what they do, and there's and it gets to a point where we can't really. Um, give legal advice or accounting advice. But that, that again, it falls back on your shoulders 
as the board members and learning how to deal with the, the minutes of your boards and protection. And if you're operating without a board, then you pretty well, I would have to say you're flying without a safety. Uh, and, and you can do that if that's what you want to do. But as the board members for South Beach Missions, our purpose is to keep our board going to protect your boards. And if we've done our job and we've got our board, then it's up to you to do your job and make sure that you get established with your own board. And that those people um, are willing to do it. Um, and a lot of times, I know it's a question, well, if we get a board, how often do we have to meet? Sam, how many times has your board met? As much as we've wanted. Yeah, we don't have, we don't stay to whatever. Uh, we may not meet for three months. We may not meet for a month. That's ours. That's our call. The board makes those determinations. You don't look for somebody else to give you that. That's up to you. And you can meet and pass minutes to overcome some of the problems you have. I can't tell you how to write the minutes, but I can tell you that, you know, well, we have a few samples, but at some point you have to recognize the minutes don't have to be a 10-page report. You can do them in one page. That's all you need. And I know one of the seems to be one of the biggest problems is when you start dealing with the banks that open enough account, they'll say, where's this, where's that? And you say, you know, and they, they request something from you, you go back and you can create board meetings, minutes, that show that the board agreed that this is the way it was going to be. And when you take it into the bank and they look at it and they go, oh, okay, the board approved it, so it's okay. You just have to learn little things. You have to learn that you're the one with the power. And if you don't have the minutes to prepare and take it to them and show them, then they're going to run over you with their minutes or with their laws. Uh, and, you have, and, and I would encourage you all to understand that when you make your laws, that's your law. How many times have you had that in your power out in corporate America where you may get into an issue and you say, well, that's not how I operate. And I say, that doesn't matter because this is how the corporations operate. And you have to do it our way. Anybody ever heard that? So I think that's all I've got on this subject for right now. Jim, you got anything to add? No, excuse me, my voice is a little hoarse. No, I yep. think um, I think uh, the important part, like you said, is to just uh, read this stuff, and and then uh, you can ask other people, you know, clarifying questions that are 
maybe they'll be able to give you how they do it, but they can't, like I said, tell you how to run your church. But um, they might share with you how they're doing theirs. And so I just think uh, there's a lot of stuff in here. It takes reading and understanding, and we've got a lot of information out there. People need to read it. We sent uh, sent it to them, and they need to study it like you study anything else. And so um, just over time, you learn stuff. I've found out that I've never had a problem going to open a bank account because I just take the, uh, you know, EIN number and uh, show that uh, who the president is and take this stuff in there and just act like you know what you're doing, what you do, and then they're just fine. And uh, if I go to, a, like, uh, we've had other people, if I go to a bank where they give me trouble, I just go to some other place because there's no reason for them to give me grief. Uh seems like the bigger banks, like you said, want you to comply with their wishes, but that's not what you got to do. You're not, uh, uh, you know, under their jurisdiction. So if they don't want to, your business, I just go to the credit union or go somewhere else. I've I've been in U.S. National Bank and I've been in uh, I've got a couple other accounts in credit unions, but uh, I've never had a problem. You just go sit down and fill out the paperwork and give them your information, and you're good to go. If they like Phil said, if they got a problem, uh, you might ask somebody else for advice or create some minutes that'll satisfy their problem, not your problem. So we had that. Uh, just to give you an example, on the board, uh, I became a signer on the South Beach Missions account. They wanted minutes. I sat right there and created minutes for them in front of them. I wrote them out, gave them to them, and they were happy. I told them the board already met, and I'll write it out for you, and that's exactly what we did. And I sat right there and did it in a pen and a piece of paper, and they took it, and I don't know what they did with it. Maybe they stuck it in their file. But... That just shows you how silly it is that they got all these rules and regulations. And, you know, the way to overcome those, like Phil said, is create the minutes they want and give it to them. And so I guess that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Thank you, Jim. I have something to say. It is Ted. This is Ted. It's a, been a long time <clears throat> um, accepted policy that if you have a calendar and you should save calendars where you take and write little notes on the calendar to support their minutes. And then keep a diary that supports their minutes. And it, it, these these things are accepted by courts have been for a long period of time. It doesn't have to have a witness. It doesn't have to be uh, anybody, but you write them down. And from those documents, then you can make an affidavit. And that's accepted. And those minutes are, are, are exhibits to support your affidavit if it push comes to shove. The thing is, is that God made that vessel for his own image, for his own glory, left each one of us to hold in due course and the steward thereof. And the steward thereof is what we're trying to do to meet up to what he tells us, the what, the when, and the where. So uh, by doing some simple processes, it, we can then substantiate what we have been told by God through the minutes that we keep and if it's a, a really serious situation of a minute, you put one minute on each page. Therefore, you don't have to give them your full documentation. You just give them that minute to prove that point. <clears throat> Thank you, Ted. Um, the, the one thing I want to bring out, too, is 
some of you indicated, well, people don't want to be on the board. Well, if they don't want to be on the board, is it because they don't want to be on or is they're afraid of their, they're taking on a liability? Um, basically, as a board member, you don't have any liability. Uh, you're only there as an agent, and um, that's basically it. Uh, if they get you on a liability, they've had to turn some corners and do some things that's not feasible. And there again, if your minutes are done right, that that can protect you too. Um, and I've even encouraged that when you write minutes, you write a, a minute for your board that stipulates that no board member can release any records or um, information in regard to the board and the church without board approval. So if somebody comes to a board member and says, well, we don't know how to get this information out of you guys, so here's what we need, you say, well, I'll bring it up in the next board meeting. And then when the, when you go back and the board meets and they vote on it and they say no. And then you notify that agency, no. There's nothing to do because your board's covered. Your board meeting and you, your minutes covered. That's just an example one way, okay? Because these guys have egos and they like to think they can get through with you on any issue they want. And there's nothing you can do to stop. Okay? So, um, those of you that have been with the board members that have been here for the other churches, any comments that any of you want to make at this time? Any questions you have and feel like you run into problems with. Okay. Um, if there's no other business before the church conference here. Uh, uh, Phil, I'd like to say a couple of things. Go ahead, just Sam. Okay. Uh, I just had the inspiration for uh, two things, but the, the inspiration just came to me for this first one. Uh, which is something uh, I came across a while ago. It's written by one of the most intelligent, lucid uh, uh, minds I know of in the, what might be called the Freedom Sovereignty Community, Larkin Rose. And it's pretty short. It's uh, five questions. And this is relating to dealing with uh, government, and it certainly relates to dealing with banks uh, to some extent. But... Here it is. Number one, is there any means by which any number of individuals can delegate to someone else the moral right to do something which none of the individuals have the moral right to do themselves? Number two, do those who wield political power, presidents, legislators, etc., have the moral right to do things which other people do not have the moral right to do? If so, from whom and how did they acquire such a right? Number three, is there any process, e.g. constitutions, elections, legislation, by which human beings can transform an immoral act into a moral act without changing the act itself? Number four, 
When lawmakers and law enforcers use coercion and force in the name of law and government, do they bear the same responsibility for their actions that anyone else would who did the same thing on his own? And number five, when there is a conflict between an individual's own moral conscience and the commands of a political authority, is the individual morally obligated to do what he personally views as wrong in order to, quote, obey the law, unquote? So I think one of the reasons this came into my mind was just that a 508 is actually a true model of the separation of church and state. And then number two, the other thing that I wanted to say is just that since our last community call, we have lost a beloved, very valued friend and board member. And I just wanted to just mention that uh, uh, I miss Priscilla and I know that uh, everyone else does as well, and and uh, especially Ted. God bless you, Ted, and God bless Priscilla. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. You're welcome. Any other comments? Okay. Then. Hey, this is Sandra. I'll just say yeah. I really appreciate um, the format of this meeting and the information and look forward to the next one. Sounds good. It's every every three months, last Thursday of the month, about the same time. Okay. Okay, and, and what is the website, please? Um, the website is SB Mission. Put an S on the end of that. Dot org. Great. And it's up there for the time being. Uh, we're working on some new things for it. And it's not going to be changed real quick, but we do have that website. Okay? Okay. So you you can go there. And thank you, Sandra. Is there any other comments? Okay. Now I'm going to express to you. I ask that when we come into a meeting that we have a a few minutes of silence to open the meeting. And the reason I do it that way is because I have learned over the years that every church has their own belief structure and they may have their way of doing the prayer and whether it's right or wrong, that's not our call. I feel like each individual, each church has the right to offer up their own silent prayer to bring in what it is they need to that to that meeting. And as we leave these meetings, I ask that everybody leave with a prayer in reverence to what we're trying to accomplish here. For humanitarian, for the children, for the for the uh, parents, those in need, those are suffering. Uh, that's what we're about. Uh, I wish we had more to offer them, but we're trying to build, and it would be great that we could become an influence. And even in our own little ways, the influences we have around us is worth noting, okay? So 
With those things in mind, if there's no other comments, these meetings adjourn and again, here, take the time and, and have your uh, dismissal prayer. And thank you all for being here. You have God a good bless. evening. Bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.